Hey you, come here. I want to tell you something. Do you ever want to be who they want a podcast? Then all you need is Anchor. It's the easiest way to start, and it's free. It has access to tools right at your fingertips. Plus, Anchor does the distribution work for you. You heard me, for you. So all you have to do is download, record, and upload. That's simple. Join anchor.fm today and get to podcasting. Mwah. Yo, yo, what it do? Blizz D, homie. I'm hanging out with the Misfits on the Who They Want podcast. If you ain't here, you ain't about it. Blizz D, homie. Yo, 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 you already know what it is, what it be, what it ain't. But what it really is. This is Psychedelic Chilling with the Misfits on Who They Want Podcast. This is a little riddle. What it is, this your boy Captain Capo Grown on standby for the run by with the Misfits on Who They Want Podcast. You ain't about it if you ain't here. So stay tuned. Grown. Yo, 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 this is FP3 chilling with the Misfits on Who They Want Podcast. The one and only. Stay tuned. What's up, y'all? This is Lady Tasha, better known as the Duchess. And you already know, I'm rocking with the Misfix on a Who They Want Entertainment podcast show. And don't forget, go and download everything Entertainment Expo app and get blocked in. Or bow down, bitches. Steady. Are you ready? Mm. Daddy. Are you ready? Mm. Steady. Are you ready? Oh, man, I can't wait to be who they want. What, Duchess? What? Hmm. What? <laughs> I got to look at other screens so I can see my, myself moving right here. I ain't feeling this. Uh-oh. Restream, we need y'all to deal with the Duchess's technical issue. We're going to have to find ourselves another producer. My head about to get chopped up off of this. Uh-oh. I'm just glad it ain't mine. I'm a great producer. You the one punch you the one pressing the button, so it might be yours. Oh, oh. So now because I press one little key on here, I also am at fault for your delay. That's right. When that one little key is putting your ass up in a whole lot of jeopardy, bro. Get it right. Wow. (laughs) I am so hurt. Dishonor on your whole podcast crew tonight. Uh Get it right. Get it right. What a show last night, though, right? Yeah, incredible show it was yeah. in the books. Yes, 
Yeah, that was dope. That was dope. That was dope. And there's a little controversy going on up in the block. <laughs> there's a little, not controversy, but, you know, good controversy. You know, yeah. people were requesting challenges. So I put my request that, you know, they said FP3 against um, Shabucks. Okay. And then I said on last night, and then uh, then I say second round should be um, um, Rel's Hondo um, against um, um, Kev. um, Kev Adventures. Okay, spice it up. Y'all hear we hear it. Challenge is put on the table for the versus battle entertainment, everything entertainment expo versus challenge battle on on the block. Live, I'm gonna take it easy because I got a toothache. I can't be over exerting myself. Wait, so. did you eat that garlic? No, I did not. Go get you some garlic. Will you ta- get some garlic? Get some more garlic, good, man. Yeah, I'm okay. That Just, garlic. Mm. Let me tell you something. You chew on that garlic for like a good half an hour on that spot where that tooth is hurting. It's gonna knock all that out. I done done that a couple of times. I even need the distance no more. It gets that infection out. It gets the pain out. I'm telling you, you sit up there suffering. Absolutely. It has to be raw garlic. The one you peel. Now, the taste ain't going to be too good, but you got to pick your poison. You either want the taste, you either want the, you, you take the taste that's not good, or you want the pain to stay. Which one you want? Pick your poison. In the spirit of Halloween, I'm cool with keeping a couple of vampires away by doing it. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> You're going to be straight after that. I promise you something. Yes. I promise. Anywho, so... Ah, cha 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 cha. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I got you know all this stuff going on and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, next couple of weeks I got got a couple of good shows coming up within the next week, two weeks, everything and stuff. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I like to keep myself a my stuff surprise, and then I come out and sell tell steady. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and stuff, yeah. and then you know just winding down. It's, oh my, I was just going over everything that's going on for Thanksgiving. I want to have like 25 people in my house for Thanksgiving. This <laughs> is crazy. 25 still people. trying to meet quota, huh? <laughs> yeah, still trying to meet quota. average? 25. I mean, the most I've cooked for was 40, 45, but I mean, on my place, my place is not big, so I have to like, it's that terminology, feng shui it and stuff. So, yeah, and it's kind of working the way I got everything set up. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how. Okay. Twenty five people so far. Just tell them to bring bean bags and be able to balance a plate in their lap, and we should be good. No, <laughs> no. I'm not, I'm not. Somehow everybody's gonna have a table to put their plate on. That's the funny thing about it. Don't ask me how to do it. The first break your old dinner tray table of bed Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. And Monet was over hey. Sunday, and she goes, well, she was, she was, because I was like, Monet, where I want to put all these people at? And then I'm like, you looking around trying to help me figure it out? She goes, no, I'm looking around for my spot. So she goes, ah. <laughs> she said, I'm looking around for my spot. She said, don't worry about this. We got this. So she was looking around for her spot to see where she could fit in her daughter. So wait, so that's 25. Maybe that's 27 now. I don't know. All right, Kyle, we got to get our plane tickets together. Well. You don't need a plane well, ticket. You I, just I, yeah, I need out. a, I, I, like, I need a, I need a, I need a ride and possibly, and possibly, a, train, and possibly a train ticket. Okay. Literally, only a couple hours away from her. 
Right, okay. right. So I need to get my plane ticket together then, huh? <laughs> right. Look, Anybody want to contribute to my show, plane ticket? My cat. That's okay. I'm fully vaccinated. I'll bring my card. Bam. It might Fresh be a line head. to get in. Bam. That's my card. It's on the table. <laughs> look, look, look. Uh, I'm looking for a card and a test. Damn it. All that. All <laughs> well, that. I'm looking for a card and a freaking day COVID test. <laughs> now I'm questioning is this isn't really worth it for all that? <laughs> Listen. Look, you pick your poison. <laughs> your grandma's gonna get down. It's only gonna be you and her. You bless. Amen. Amen. Can't argue with that bless. politics. Yeah. And stuff. No, this and, is my time. And it's like just me. So, well, Kyle, who's cooking for you? What lady you can invite over? Or are you cooking I'm, for them? Or are you with them hands? I can't cook, so I usually go. I, I usually go to. Um, I usually go to either my either my cousin's place where we all get together. When we when I was a kid, we used to go to my aunt's, and everybody would you know everybody would congregate over there. Um, I don't know what's happening this year, to be honest with you. So. Um, who knows? I'm just gonna have to wait and see. All right, ladies. So you hear that, Kyle? Who? Okay. Which one of y'all want to send Kyle some dishes to taste? Make some, know. you know, what they call it, aphrodisiac dishes for Kyle to taste. Oh. You know, which one of y'all trying to win Kyle over? Your uh, consignment votes son, the register to feed Kyle for Thanksgiving to find I your way know. to his heart through his tummy. So who's down for this, y'all? You know, I never, I never asked for that. I've got you don't never ask money. for it. We just, we just got stuff on my birthday, but that's it. So we're gonna have okay. So we could that that that's one of the things the females contest the females that we me and your mama me and me and your mama oh, we're gonna get up on this. So they gotta cook for you. So they gotta one they of the have to. to no. Yes, they have to because we have to taste this food. Okay. Yeah. Gonna, see, there's your the, there's the agenda right there. There's the agenda. No, it's no agenda. We gotta make sure these heifers can cook. You know, I'm just, looking, make sure I'm just looking for a date. Y'all the ones that are trying to get me married off. Like, listen, with the time is ticking here. Yes, we gotta get you married off. So they gotta know how to cook. They gotta know how to clean. All right. Yeah, exactly. And stuff, and you know what else? They gotta, you know, you know, be cute, pretty. You know, mama wants some pretty grandbabies. You know what I'm saying? And stuff. And so yeah. So like we said, gotta, I'm just I'm just looking for a date right now. That's, that's really. And nice. you must be into oh, anime. You want to eat, right? So exactly. they got to know how to cook. So come in a Sailor Moon costume or something from Inuyasha or any good <laughs> anime uh, from a female okay, okay, hentai character. head, right there. Stop. Stop. Any hentai cosplay characters. Oh no. Cute females. <laughs> yeah. Come participate in oh, in Kyle's coming soon All on right. the podcast. Yeah, I'll be right. I'll be right back. My 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 brother's calling me. Okay, no problem. Good. So give me some time to beat study up here about this restream. So anywho, so the red flags. Number one red flag today: restream. <laughs> Take your time on this because uh, you talk about beat me up while. The the mediator has disappeared for a moment. So um yeah, what's going on with this red flag challenge? This is crazy. Like this is the weirdest thing. I mean, I mean, at least it's, it's safer than that damn crate challenge. I gotta say. Right. <laughs> I mean, I looked it up today. It's actually in reference. The red flags representing something that you just need to stop getting involved, like something you against or something like that. 
it's like how you know i put up i was like on mine look if you yeah like look i put up on mine was like if you ain't downloaded everything entertainment expo app and listen to who they want podcast it's a red flag like it's a problem it's a problem and an issue we need to deal with so that's what it's basically reference i i put up i put i didn't even know what it was about but i seen the post and shared it and stuff and i put um you know it was a post saying oh family and friends ain't supporting that's a red flag yeah, that was a real deal big situation. Red yeah, yeah, big red flag. Huge yeah, red flag. Yeah, but they might as well be mindful of that because you know they can cause so much harm and controversy. And we don't want another Facebook shutdown based off these red flag movements. Well, look, if there's an immediate shutdown, that's a red flag too. <laughs> as we and see it, in the news. <laughs> right. As we see in the news. Immediate shutdown, a whole social media site, everything just goes down, nothing working at all. Like somebody just pulled the plug. Yep. It's time for us to get some social media AA because I realized just how addicted to it I was when I constantly kept trying to figure out was it my phone or my computer that wasn't letting me log on, not knowing it was a whole shutdown for real, for real. Yep, I got a problem. Show you how much people lives it, it, it is. Is taken up with this social media. I mean, right. there was somebody who actually posted that they was looking for their MySpace password login. <laughs> Just so they could be on social media. Just so it could be. I don't know. I think they deleted my account. Last time I tried to actually log into my uh MySpace a few months ago, they told me my account didn't exist no more. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I ain't tripping. I was just trying to find some friends on the I used to talk to back in the day and see if they was on Facebook. <laughs> Well, well, you know, it is what it is. You know, they that they, they still going through it with um him and that 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 Don um that human trafficking. You right. know how they saying human can human? They not like you know saying sex trafficking. Like if you're trafficking humans, what are you going to be trying? Obviously, you're trafficking them for something. They just saying trafficking. I wonder why they are not saying sex trafficking. Right, I guess they just try to keep it unbiased or ungender specific or something, I guess. No, they just trying to keep things on the down low. Like I think it's more behind it. I mean, he's trafficking humans. What was he trafficking him for? Exactly. One for a lunch date. Let's just be honest. Exactly. I'm trying to say, what the hell was he trafficking him for? You know trying to get his R. Kelly, Bill Cosby, and all them combined in one move on. Exactly, you know. And stuff. They just saying human trafficking. They don't want to label it, but nah. it is what it is, you know. Just that 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 privilege again, once again. Right. So, <laughs> well, since we're on the subjects of trendy topics, what are your thoughts on this? Again, Lizzo being on the headlines for her outfit choice for Cardi B's 29th birthday. Did you see that? Did you see those images? I didn't see it in the headlines, but I seen the outfit. I think I scurried across her page, and it's like it's Lizzo. God damn it! Leave Lizzo alone, darn it! They ain't saying nothing. First of all, nobody said nothing about freaking um that little Nas person running around with a pregnant belly. I heard nothing about that. Did you see that? So why are they bothering Lizzo? She's she's Lizzo. Body. That is right. Leave Lizzo alone. Right. Wear what she want to wear. She ain't bothering nobody. Yeah, but she got to be scrutinized. America and their fat shame issues of people being comfortable in their skin, and they feel like that's an issue. 
it's such a big problem because even on TikTok, it don't even have to be Lizzo and they're getting scrutinized just for being comfortable and, and unbothered in their own skin. Please. Oh, let me tell you something. Half of these people out there scrutinizing, especially men, they effing chubby chases they damn selves on the down low. So just shut the hell up and stuff and stop trying to fit in because you're going with the majority, what you think is the majority, because they you, you think the majority always wins with their opinions about how society and the image and everything. No. This, I mean, I don't seem freaking worse. Jesus Christ. I mean, come on. The, what was that lady name that used to be on TV? Honey Boo Boo? Did right. you see? Like, I mean, I've never seen them get scrutinized like this. I mean, did you just see the whole situation with them? And I never even watched the full episode. I just happened to scurry across the channels and see them and just look and be like, mm, 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 mm. right. Shit. And I think she was in the news about a week or so ago for her and her fiance or boyfriend or whatever he's categorized. And her dating now, like she being in a full time relationship. Like, I don't know. You know, we always talk about it on the shows. Rather, it's, you know, love after lockup, these type of things. Like, I, is it really a real world issue once they really find real love and be like, okay, they're happy? Like, is it really a problem? And what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? These people, especially at love after lockup, you think they really find a real love? Not on them. I'm I just mean, saying. I don't see not one scenario in good scenario in good yet. It's see what I'm typical. saying? It's the typical. I see not one scenario on that damn show in yet. You got this one fool. It was one fool, and I forgot his name. He done relocated to a whole new damn state for some chick. His <laughs> stuff. And, and oh my God, like I've just never seen it. I mean, do they pay these people to belittle themselves like this and do this shit? They I have to cut a check. Thing. If they ain't getting a bag behind it, they the fool. <laughs> I mean, how much are they paying? I, I play the fool. How much they playing? I get up there. I'll play the fool. I mean, you you hit me up when it get two mil, three mil, and you need me to play the fool, you know, falling in love, saying I'm falling in love with somebody coming out the pen that's sitting down and whatnot, you know, for, for, for a season. I'll do it. I really would. I, I mean, if they get paid money, you because it can't be, there's no way there can be people out there so damn dumb. Like, there has to be. There has to be a good paycheck coming out behind this. Because there's right. just too many of them. It's just way too many of them. But what about those who ain't on reality TV that's just making those type of conscious decisions? What are your thoughts on that? You got a point because I do know some of those. Oh, Lord, you got a point. Guess what? Well, they need to take their shit on reality TV, too. At least get some some, um, some bags behind it. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. <laughs> At least get some bags behind it. Cause you're going right. around anyway. You're investing in these people, so get the shit back. You invested in the inmates, so going around and get that shit back. You got a good point, Dutch. You got a good point. Yeah, you know why Get your bag, people. Get, get your, your bag. bag. If you're gonna sit there and make a commute on this, I guess I call it hopeless romantic movie theme deal. Like, hey, get your bag out of it. Cause I'm telling you. I don't know, because I guess with me over the years, I've been that type of guy that played them roles. I'm probably into that. I throw myself in there. It's not to throw me under the bus, but like I enjoy the thrill of the hunt, because if I know it's real and I know we got a connection, I probably would be one of the ones that's going to take that commute. Like, yeah, I'm definitely... What do they call them? They got a show for that now, ain't it? Like, 
it's not married at first sight. It's some side of show now, ain't it? They call it marriage boot camp. Nah, I'm just saying like these reality shows of like love. Ain't this one called Love at First Sight or something? I don't know. I don't keep up with the trends. Audience, help me out here. <laughs> I don't know. I have a slightest idea what that damn show is. Um, I don't um, even watch reality shows, so that's why I was just trying. But to wait, you say like you do that? You go on one of those? What a reality show to find love? No, I wouldn't. Did I say that? Did I? If they would, 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 would pay you to do it, you wouldn't do it. If they pay me, yeah, I, 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 do. I do it. I don't care if I find love or not. I do it for the best. I really ain't gonna be looking for love, but <laughs> hey, it has its perks. Yeah, I definitely. Sure. I think I would do it though. I would honestly do it just for the. You want to do it? I would do it. No questions asked. You huh? What you want to go on? Just don't go on level after lockout. Do not embarrass oh, me. Oh no! Do not embarrass the brand. Do not go on love after lockup. You can pick any other one except love after lockup. Because mm. I I see you on love after lockup, doing pushups, getting ready to go pick somebody up with this chick up. Nah, then that one's not for me. Prison, and then talk about you don't invested fifty thousand and more already. This, this is gonna be problems. I gotta beef with you. Bump that. Y'all gonna have to put me on everything entertainment expo TV show and make my own show, like a steady are you ready for love segment. Like I just need my own segment. I ain't trying to repeat all these other ones. I ain't no telling what psychos I that'd be catfished. Have I been catfished in my you love life? Well, she that with us. How you been catfish? I was catfish when she again. We ain't going there. You know what? I don't know. No, share with us. Come on, share, share, share. You can't sit up here and say you don't be catfish and don't tell. Just share. Hey, this, this, listen, this not listen. There's there's nothing to hide here no more. This is social media world. This, 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 look, this, don't worry about it. Just just share. What happened? <laughs> I'm trying to really be because I got so many scenarios of dating stories I've dated. You have to put one on the table and I have to confirm it. Like I, I don't know. Stuff. But I want the catfish story. I'm trying to think. Have I been catfish multiple times? Nah, nah, I ain't been catfish no multiple times. Nah, I ain't never been catfish. Nah, I don't even think it really was like. I don't know. As far as my dating lives go, it's always end up with her some kind of way end up not being what I expected her to be. That's on every almost every damn blonde date. What? And then you know I get. I'm on the ones like you. I think I don't learn a lesson that I'm supposed to learn, so I go back and repeat it again. So I'm like a repeat, repeat the same toxic trait failure type guy. That's any type, all type. That's you know what? Not even blind dates. That's all types of social media dates. People meet each other on social media and stuff. They fall in love with this damn social media character that they portray themselves to be, and then they meet them in real life, and this is some old bullshit. That's the only, I just want to go back to the old-fashioned way of meeting somebody. Bump into them on the streets. Oh, yo, boo, what's up? There it is. Everything in clear and day. You know what everybody look like. You know what they're about. You know if the person, you met them walking. So the obvious, they ain't got no car. So ain't no front. Nobody can front about shit. <laughs> exactly. I ain't no pretending. Like, But see, my life ain't like one of them movie moments where it can happen like that for me where I can really do that type of move it's more like a sad love song of me getting my hopes up just to be crushed in the long run for me it happens like that for me I get the short end of the stick that's why I just refuse right now I'm just enjoying the roller coaster I'm, 
I finally come to the realization I'm in love with love to a point where like you just want to feel everything that love has to offer. And you're not really judgmental on her specific qualities that she has to have. You just love the embracement of what she can put on the table, what she can, you know what I'm saying, bring that I look for in that particular love scenario. So I'd be like, I'm so caught up in being in love with love. Like, I don't take time to really know if she really wants to be loved by me. Like, I'd just be like, we're going to be in love and that's final. Yes. Yeah, I said it. Woo. Good show. <laughs> What's Kyle? What? <laughs> Kyle disappeared. What, Duchess? What? <laughs> we can talk. This is podcast. This is what this platform is for. How are we going to have a platform if we can't express our true feelings? I, I told you that the other day. I told you to stop worrying about what people were saying about them poems. And you posted that beautiful poem about your mom. I know, right? Thank you, everybody that gave me a lot of positive feedback. I told y'all, I am a well, jack of all trades. I told you to made you post that. It made you not post, but write it. You will always get your flowers, Duchess. You will have to keep rectifying how important you are in DJ Steady's life, okay? <laughs> yes, she's yes, people. She's responsible for the steady are you ready notion on the show. She's responsible for half the poems I have wrote. Well, no, the steady are you ready? Well, listen, the steady are you ready? It wouldn't be a steady are you ready if the steady wasn't if the study didn't exist, right? Ah, you heard it here first, people. But actually, I gave you, you know, I'm the one I think that's all called we study. Exactly, <laughs> DJ Steady, the late night Teddy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, the Teddy Bear of the podcast. There you go. There you go. <laughs> you are so much life, Tosh. You are so much life. <laughs> I wouldn't trade you for nothing in the world. Like we make work work life fun. Our real lives are fun. It's amazing. It is fun. You know, you got to live life. You know, just gotta get out there, live life, and just take it one day at a time. Be thankful. Well, I miss your slogan. Every day above ground is a blessed one. Every day above ground is a good day, y'all. Remember that. You remember remember that. that? He has the most motivational like quotes. Like if you was if you really made had motivational quote, like Lady Tasha the Duchess would drop motivational quotes every morning. It would be super dope. I promise you, it would be better than getting a cup of coffee. It would. Oh yeah, I try. You know, I try. And stuff, you know, and now you know what that comes from, you know, being just experiencing things, going through different things in life, and still realizing the bright side. You understand how different obstacles and everything, still realize the bright side. You know, I look at it, I lost my mother, I lost my father, you know, I lost my brother who I was extremely close to, and then that that hurts. You know, I'm like, damn, that just this is an effed up situation, F'd right? Up. You know what I'm saying? Just like, just this is bad. I think that is like. Them losing them three is like the worst, like the worst thing. Like it's like I feel I'm hoping I can't go down from here. You understand what I'm saying? But then mm. I'm like, listen, what you mean go down? Because then I look at all the blessings and all the bright side of things. Okay, I still got one brother. You understand what I'm saying? Who I love dearly. You understand what I'm saying? I still got all the good memories. You know, because some people lose people, um, um, family members out their lives, parents and brothers and stuff. And they have nothing but effed up bad memories. I have right. good memories. I have nothing but good memories. I have two, I had two phenomenal parents that was in my life, you know, my whole life. They they, they was together the whole time they was here on earth. You know what I mean? My brother yeah, Daryl, you know what I'm saying? Phenomenal brother and everything. You know what I'm saying? Just 
they they just embodied so many gold. She was searching um, for something to fill that hole when my father was murdered. So um, she yeah. she gravitated to the nation of Islam. So I grew up Muslim. You grew oh, up okay. Muslim. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Awesome. So now getting back to the point where you went into the DA's office, every dog and it's motivation. Right. It exactly. has a silver line. And I think with me, that's what I have to keep reminding myself personally of because sometimes I'll forget it, that notion of like, they didn't raise me to get this far to be like, you're going to become a quitter when you wake up in the morning. You're you just go. not going to be determined to be successful. Are you going to let every oh. every quote or everybody that has a negative opinion, you're going to let that beat right. you up for the rest of your life? Like, this ain't what we yeah, trained you for. You know what I'm saying? They can only shield you for so long before they have to let you go and let you grow your own wings. So I'm like, all right, this bird done flew, then seen the world, enjoyed the world. I'm having fun. Like, again, like, I built a brand on my own. Like, not many people can say that and then be, like, passionate about saying it. Like, I don't say it for real bragging rights. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, listen, listen, that's your brand. You want to brag about it, brag about it, shoot. You understand what I'm saying? That's your brand. You want to brag about it, brag about it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And everything. So it, it is what it is. Something you're proud of. Politician, never. Um, that was never on my to-do list, right? The thing right. was, we were supposed to do the GBI strategy, mm-hmm. and the DA had my back. He was forcing the mayor to participate. We were about to do a half a million dollar grant to get that strategy back up and running because the gun violence steady increasing in the city, right? Right. And four days before the submission of the grant, November 2018, the city pulled out and they made a decision to continue to fund patronage jobs and all of that stuff that wasn't working. And while the DA said, don't worry, we're going to find a way to do it. Two months later, the party tapped me to run. January of 2019, the party tapped me to run because I was very, I was already popular in my mm. district. Now, mind you, not all of them wanted me to run. Let me be very clear about right. that. Mm. But there was one specific senator who believed in me and had a say in the matter and mm. tapped me to run. And I ran. And on March 12th, I, ru- I, I had to run two races. Right. One, because I had the party's nomination, they wanted me to just depend on them and do nothing. And then I would have never gotten into office. But then I had to run a real campaign where I had to knock doors and send out mailers and mm-hmm. kiss the babies, as they say. Right. right so right, ran right. my real campaign. And on March 12th of 2019, I won the special election in my district. Um, it was a four-person race. I won 66% of the vote, and I was sworn in as the first Muslim woman ever elected to the Pennsylvania legislature in any office. Wow. Awesome. That, that, that's awesome. That is awesome. That's awesome. So now while you was in office, okay, um, I just want to um, just get it clear. Um, was you still running these non-for-profit? Well, the houses you have, well, those are your non-for-profit organizations, correct? Um, so no. So two things. One, the Charles Foundation is our nonprofit. The housing organization that I created, Mecca, was a nonprofit. But what people don't realize is, and if if you're alluding to the AG coming after me, what people don't realize is with any nonprofit that I've ever created, I've never solicited a penny from anybody. Mm. Every nonprofit I've ever ever done has been done from the muscle. I pay for my own work. 
Right, 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 right. So what? So so here's the thing. When I was sworn in, I don't know if you saw. When I was mm -hmm. sworn in, a Republican white evangelist was chosen to do my swearing in invocation. And with 55 of my family and friends sitting in the wall of the house, they told me that I wasn't welcome in the House of Representatives. She literally did a fire and brimstone, praise Jesus, Muslim, you ain't welcome, prayer the day that I was sworn in. And after that happened, it literally went international. Mm -hmm. I began to receive death threats. I began to receive hate mail. I was told that I wasn't going to be in office long. And I believed them. So I went right to work. Now, let me ask you this, Movita. Do you think by any chance they actually maybe had labeled you being the fact that you was coming in right after Vanessa Brown and she already been charged for bribery and corruption and everything? So the one thing about, so not only, I, I was basically labeled because I was black, I was black. Muslim, and I'm a woman, right? So we call that a triple threat, mm -hmm. right? And with the charges against me, every lawyer that has looked at what I was charged with and that has seen the press conference that was done on me said that the two don't match, right? right. So what literally happened was mistakes that I made when my son was murdered and my grief was mm. used against me. Mm. Okay, so wait, let's just stop right there. So just to get it clear. So you said when your son um, got murdered um, and um, these are the mistakes that you made because you was grieving, of course, you know, that was a mother's pain. But these were mistakes that you made within um, when you was, um, I guess, running the non for profits. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And here's the thing. He, he mm -hmm. kept he was screaming to the top of his lungs, political corruption, of course, to carry my head around as a trophy. There was no political corruption. I wasn't mm -hmm. trying. What I was charged with in office was making a mistake on a campaign report campaign finance report. It wasn't even a financial mistake. It was right. a reporting mistake. Right. So there was they, no political corruption. Right, because they basically had said that you had actually, to support your campaign, you took money, I guess, out of the non-for-profit, correct? That's what he said. That's not true. That's what he said, right. I mean, that's not right. accurate. That's not true at all. Exactly. It's not true. Okay. All right. Okay. And, so, and what people need to realize is I was just another Black person coming through the criminal justice system. Right. It didn't matter. In fact, it made it worse that I was a state representative. It made it worse that I was out of West Philly that's being highly gentrified. It made it worse that I was screaming at the top of my lungs to save black and brown people. It made it worse that I was trying to save black and brown kids from dying from gun violence. They hated me. Right, right. And they right. still do. Right, right. Now, let me ask you this question. How was they able to um, tie in... Um, because I guess the, the houses you had, um, there was a monthly rent due on them, okay? And I guess the people you had in the houses, they was, um, and this is what um, they said, the accusations, that the Social Security benefits they was getting and the Medicaid benefits they was getting, um, you was taking those using to pay the bills and it wasn't going to the residents. Is that correct? It's not correct. That's not correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, um, so I, did I say it wrong or, or it's not correct on their side? It's not correct on their side. On their side. Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I was just quoting it correctly, but that's what they tried to say you was doing. Correct. Correct. Okay. But they were trying to, what they, what they were trying to say that I was doing was that I was stealing the public's money. 
the public's mm-hmm. money, correct. From that, that's Medicaid not and Social correct. Security. It is not, not correct. correct. Okay. So oh, what made them try to associate you in doing that? Like, where did they start with that? Like, what, did, what was they able to tie that into? You, you understand what I'm saying? I'm just like... Great question. As I, as I said, they took a bunch of documentation errors mm-hmm. and criminalized me for it. Mm. And I'm really not supposed to be going into detail about this because the whole point is I came on to promote the book, but the right. thing is I wanted to put this in my book and I couldn't. Wow. I, I, I literally was gagged. Nobody's heard my side of the story. Right, 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 right. And it will be in the second book. So we can have this conversation when the other book comes out in April. Absolutely. Like, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, Going forward, right? Um, so, okay, because so, we know everything that they um brought up against you and charged you for, all right. Um, and the last thing, question about this, and then we get more into um, you know, other details and stuff. You actually pled guilty, is that correct? I did okay. Now, your legal, your legal team, what was the reason for them to tell you to plead guilty though? That, you know, I pled guilty to protect my family, mm. okay. Like I said, I'm no different than any other black person that comes through the criminal justice system. And they will use against you what they want to use against you to get the end result. And the end result was for me to take a guilty plea. And I lost a child to the grave. I wasn't about to lose one to a prison. Right, 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 right. And doing it amidst of this, because um, you actually came in, you did, they made you um, do three months. After you came out, then you got it, you had your um, another son who actually got into, um, you know, I think he was um, shot. Is that correct? That's correct. My son Dante went to March, went to California in March on a weekend trip and was shot and killed in a random drive-by. So moving on from all of that, because that's just a lot. I mean, you had, I mean, you came out, came up from a very um, horrific childhood. Okay. Mm-hmm. You turned yourself around with your kids and with your children and everything. And, you know, I, you got a crown. I mean, you win, you deserve, you just wear your crown because that is just remarkable. Okay. Then you came into um, and sat down with the House of Representatives, got involved with a lot of non-for-profit organizations that you actually created. No, as- you're wrong. I didn't get get involved with non-for-profits when I was in the House of Representatives. I wasn't Mm. even working with any of the non-profits when I was with the House of Representatives. I had stopped working with the non-profits in 2017 before I even went to the DA's office. And listen, that's the distortion of the truth. And here's the thing, that's the problem when people read stuff. Mm-hmm. That's been put in the media because right. the media is one-sided. Nobody has right. written my side of the story. Nobody's heard my side of the story because I was literally gagged. You know, right. and, and it also doesn't say I didn't do three months. I did two months, and right. I went into the House of Correction, and I made that choice. I did what I needed to do to protect my family, and I ain't even mad about that. I did what I needed to do to protect my family. But mm-hmm. the flip side of that is I went into the House of Correction. And after two of me being there, the women in the facility elected me to be their block rep. So when COVID hit and the prison shut down and those women weren't getting shower time and phone calls and no information from their attorneys, because I have a relationship with the district attorney, 
and I have a relationship with the Defenders Association, I was able to get on the phone with my husband and the DA to get answers to legal questions that nobody else could get. I was right, able to right. make sure that those women could get their shower time, make sure that those women could call their children. And in the process, I got COVID. I came home with full-blown COVID. Mm. But you know what? I got my sense of taste back and my sense of smell back on April 20th, the day before my first birthday. And by May 5th, I was back on the street doing everything that I've always done, which is protect the community. I had fed over 150,000 people from right. a street corner in West Philadelphia. I have paid children to not participate in gun violence. Right now, I have a power crew where we pay young people. All of my young people have been affected by gun violence. Four of them have been shot. Some of mm. them have been shot at. All of them have been affected by gun violence because we're still at the same place we were before I went to the House of Representatives because this is what they want for our children. Right. 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 And 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 this is why we have you on here, not to just go yes. back to things and stuff, nah. but because this is the stuff they don't report. You get what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. this is why we have you on it. So you can let us know, you know, all the things that they're not reporting and stuff. And um, and again, like I say, I commend you. So now um, where are you at right now as far as like, um, are you still doing the, um, the, the um, guns against guns violence um, campaigning, I guess? So yes, I still, well, I work, so that GBI strategy that I went up to Harrisburg to get the money for, as a, right. six month, as a six month freshman with no history in politics, didn't know what the hell I was doing, I bought back $1.3 million for gun violence prevention. I bought back over $5 million in community improvements for my district. So that GBI strategy just started going on right now in Philadelphia. Right. That's awesome. I That's still fight gun violence. I work directly with the people most likely to kill or be killed. In fact, I'm going in. I have to go into a school tomorrow to talk to the target group. The kids are doing the shootings. So mm. I work directly with the shooters. Right, right, right. Now, um, is this something here? Because right now it's just in Philadelphia. Do you see yourself um, down the line getting to try to take this na national? I'm already national. Oh, you are national with it. So are you going around okay. the country doing this? Okay. Excellent. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Wow. So now um, are you going to um, go around the country also with your book as well? Or that's what you're doing too with the book? That's actually what I'm doing right now. Okay. No, and so no. where can we look to find no. you and what city's coming up and everything? Uh, I don't have my calendar in front of me because I'm on the phone with y'all, but I will be in Princeton University okay. on Friday. Um, I'm headlining with Sean King. We're mm -hmm. doing a, cr a criminal justice reform event. Um, sold out already. Then I will be in Chicago on Saturday. I am a keynote for a women's empowerment over 350 women. So the calendar's filling up. Right, right. So I have one comment for you. Um, and I actually spoke to my this young man myself, and he's going to be on the show soon. Um, do you have you ever heard of Ricky Banks? I think I heard that name before. Right, he's the young man who got shot and lost his sight and everything. Um, he and he's from Harrisburg. Being that you said that you went there, there was a big write up on him, and he's in Harrisburg, um, PA. So um, he's going to be on the show too. He had lost his sight because um, you know, and he was shot and everything. So now, with everything you done been through, right? Um, 
Uh, can you look back and just look at any point in time? And I'm not talking about um, as far as the drug use and everything, because that started young. Um, I'm talking about as far as like when you actually started, like, um, and I don't want to say political career because you don't like being called a politician. But at that point in time, when you started working for like the victims and everything and help protecting them on the DA, is there anything you would have done different? Nope. Nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you, you know what? I've saved thousands of young people. Right, right. So if this is the path that God chose for me, and, and you know what? In the in, in, if people buy the book, they will see um, the foreword is written by a guy named Hassan Freeman. Hassan Freeman did 15 years in jail for attempted murder. Hassan mm -hmm. Freeman was my partner along with Brian Litz for the focus deterrence strategy, which is the strategy that I fought for the last five years of my life mm -hmm. to get funded because I saw it work. I saw it, how it transformed those young people. I saw when the police said that there were certain young men that would never put the gun down and come off the streets and they were the first ones to call in for help. Hassan wrote my forward and he, he calls me a hero. And he wrote the story about a hero's journey. And mm -hmm. he wrote the story about heroes, real heroes are typically persecuted because they are heroes. And you know, something that was really Deep for me was when I came home from jail, my cousin is Tone Trump, the international rapper. Mm. My cousin mm. came to my house after I got up off my back from COVID and he sat on my couch and he cried. And I said, why are you crying? And he said, because I'm glad you escaped with your life. He said, mm. because people like you who are really for the community, listen, I've never received a penny to fight gun violence ever. Right. I've buried people's children out of my pocket. All of the things that we do through the Charles Foundation, me and my family paid for. It's never been about money for me. I was told as a black woman that I shouldn't have been walking those cobblestones in, in the Capitol with my red bottoms on. I was mm. told that I shouldn't own fur coats, that I shouldn't have a nice house. I was at, someone was asked, is her house ornate? Hell yeah, my house is ornate. I worked my ass off. But everything that I have, nobody ain't never gave me nothing. Would I do it all again? Absolutely. Because the numbers of children, I walk through Home Depot and this young man working in Home Depot. Is that you, Miss Mo? And they walk up to me and hug me and thank me for saving their lives. Mm -hmm. right. The only thing I would change is I want my sons back. Right. I know. Mm -hmm. I right. Right. Whew. Well, we're about to go on a commercial break for a minute. Okay. And when we get back, we're going to talk some more with you. Um, thank you so much for just, you know, coming on and voicing everything. And we got some more talking to do with you. So we're about to go to a commercial break right now. Okay. Hey, I'm Alistair Boxhill, and I'm both passionate and committed to helping you win through understanding the power of credit and your own financial literacy. See, financial literacy wasn't something that I was taught in school. I had no idea what made up my personal credit score or what the proper credit utilization was or even what the impact of me not paying my bills on time would have on my credit scores. As a result, I suffered with bad credit for a very long time. I just couldn't get out of my own way. You know, I was never the person that didn't make money. I've always been a go-getter. But the lack of knowledge and the tools 
really had a huge impact on me. I'm definitely a testimony that you can overcome bad credit. I personally had repossessions along with various collections accounts removed from my credit profile, which has allowed me to get my buying power back. Today I'm passionate about helping you to win and to overcome your bad credit and to take charge of your financial future. That bankruptcy, that repossession, those medical bills, those student loans, it does not have to define you. If you're ready for change and to take charge of your financial future, I'm ready to work with you. Connect with me on social media, on Instagram, Alistair Boxer, on Facebook, Alistair Boxhill, or you can email me at alistairboxhillgmail.com for a free consultation. Looking forward to working with you. All right, welcome back, everyone. Um, that's our own Alistair on everything with his credit repair services and everything. So, um, Movita, I just want to ask you, um, you know, all of this, I mean, this, I mean, this had to mentally and like at any point going through all of this, did it like almost mentally and physically break you down? What part? The arrest? No. Right. Right. No. Listen, when, when, when you know you have a target on your back, Mm -hmm. but you know that your life is being lived with a purpose. I said, I can eat anything they throw at me. Right. And I did. Right. They tried to leave me destitute, but God had otherwise. So, no, I knew there was a target on my back. I knew that they were coming for me. But you know what? I went and I did exactly what I said I was going to do. Right, right, right. So now the um, all your other ventures and everything that you're working towards, like what impact does like everything that happened has on that? I mean, how difficult? Are you running any to like any like, like speed, like speed bumps that's just making it difficult for you to go on with things you want to do, including like promoting your books or starting any other, um, you know, organization is, or you just. I, no, it's, it's not getting in my way. Here's the thing. Um, for the people who love me, they didn't need an explanation. Mm. For, for the people who didn't, there would be no explanation good enough. So the one thing people know about me is that, first of all, you can't come to me with no nonsense. That ain't the type of person I am. And while people may say whatever they want behind my back, they ain't going to say it to my face. I just Mm -hmm. keep it moving. That doesn't define me. Listen, no white man gets to define who I am. Right, Right. He doesn't get to define who I am. My integrity speaks for itself. My work speaks for itself. No, it hasn't blocked me. I'm on supervision. It hasn't blocked me. I keep it moving. Right, right. So, you know, we know all, because, you know, we know this whole Wikipedia thing on Google and everything, it's never accurate. You know, you got people that can come in and edit stuff. If you were to do your own wiki, for somebody to look back, like, maybe a century from now and study a Movita Johnson Harrell, what would you want that wiki to say, like, in maybe in two or three sentences about your life? That I fought for my community. That's it. And and here's the thing that's already in there. It's just right now covered up by all the smoke and mirrors. There's mm-hmm. there's about 60 pages of me on Google. Mm-hmm. So you know what? I'm going to use that negative press to my advantage. Mm-hmm. Right. 
As my husband says, there's no such thing as negative press. I don't agree, but you know what? Before that negative stuff happened, Mm -hmm. I was already in the press. My good work was already in the press. Me calling people out was already in the press. Me, me, me going to Harrisburg and going to Washington and going across this country fighting for black and children, black and brown children was already in the press. So I am who I am, and, and my integrity speaks for itself. Right. And, and, and basically, uh, that's you're a powerful force. And uh, basically, it's like it, it, it seems like it scared them. You understand what I'm saying? So they had to come out with all this other, you know, stuff to come at you with all these accusations and stuff. They and still that's scared. Thing that will scare somebody, a powerful black person. They still scared. Right. Um, and on top of that, I was touring the country in 2019 with Congresswoman Ilhan Omar. And when, uh, when that Congresswoman stood on, stood on the stage in Washington, D.C. and said, I'm going to find a way to bring her to Washington, I knew I was out. I knew I was out. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's okay. And, and here's the thing for me, my son had been dead nine years and I had not sat down and God sat me down and he warned me before it was, listen, I, I knew it was coming and I knew I was going to have to sit down for a minute and I accept it. I accept everything that goes along with my journey. Right, right. Yeah, I can, so, I, I can feel that just over, just over here. Like I know we're not in this, we're not in the same room, but just your words alone have, yeah. you know, like it, 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 it's just really, it's left, it's left me, it's, it's left me speechless for lack of a better word. Um, yeah. but, at, but at the same time, I'm very grateful to be talking to you right now. Um, so what about the? Okay, so you're you're currently working on the, uh, you're currently working on the second book, right? I am. And uh, you already have a, a, a release time frame between uh, for April of tw- of, uh, tw- of 2022. So can we are we expecting more of like is this basically a part two or is this or is this something else? No, this is a part two. So actually, um, this first book goes from my earliest memory, which is that of domestic violence, until yeah. after my son Charles's trial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually asked for mercy for the two young men that murdered my son. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I wanted to include everything that has happened in the past two years and after the trial. Um, but my attorneys, uh, advised otherwise. Mm-hmm. And now I have to wait for people to look at things and make sure mm-hmm. that I'm not breaking any confidentialities or putting myself in further jeopardy. And they are looking out for my best interest. So, Okay. I made a conscious decision not to include it in that in this book. So okay. um, my second book will be out on my son Dante's birthday, which is April 30th. And it will be from my son Charles's after my son so current. Okay. Over there. Is that me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What is it? <laughs> yeah, that was my phone. Sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's not like a vibration and everything. So, so let me um let me just ask you, how are you right now? I mean, like your sons and everything. I mean, like, 
what because you, it's like right now you stayed so busy right after losing your sons and stuff. I mean, have you taken any time right now just to sit back and and just think and like do something for yourself? You know, just so you can just like do a wusa. Like, what are you doing wusa time? Because it's do, like basically. So, um, mm-hmm. I do. So my my son um, Dante was devastated when they came for me. In fact, my whole family wanted me to fight the charges. Right. And my attorneys told me that I could have beat everything but the one charge, which was they said that I perjured myself. And and you see perjury, you think it's a big deal, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. They yes. say that I perjured myself in bankruptcy court, right? So mm. the perjury charge was they said that I said that I don't know someone that I actually know. I got a felony charge what? for that. You heard me. Wait. They they said you said you didn't know someone, but you actually but you know actually them. knew them. That's the perjury charge. How did they get how now is this so 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 from purge from from bankruptcy court, there are transcripts. I don't even mm. remember it, right? But there are transcripts. So the perjury charge, this this goes to show you like you gotta read between the lines. The perjury charge is that I said that I didn't know someone that I actually knew. It wasn't that I stole somebody, something from somebody. It wasn't that I harmed somebody. It was that I said that I didn't know someone that I actually know. My attorney said that was the only charge that I probably wouldn't have beat. Mm-hmm. Now, did they, you, they said you said you didn't know someone who you actually knew. Now, this person who they said they claimed that you knew and they found out they claimed that you knew and they found out proof that they I guess they found proof that you did know them. Um, was it uh, was it a relationship that could have caused like some type of conflict of interest in any of the like organizations or any time when you was, um, you know, or any of the houses or anything or any transactions no. that might could have went down? No. It's just some Randall Swole Joe that they say you knew when you did say you didn't know and everything. No, no. It was basically a situation where they were some people. So when I came, when I got clean, um, I came off of welfare and off of Section 8 voluntarily. Hmm. And when I went into business, I purchased a, a building from a friend, somebody who was my friend. What I didn't know was, and and you know, most people don't realize black people don't typically have mentors or people to guide them through the process. So I did everything from the muscle, mm-hmm. right? So with this person, I trusted them as my friend, not knowing that there was a clause in my in my um in our agreement that mm-hmm. they could foreclose on me for for any reason that they wanted to. And I was actually trying to refinance the property. I was trying to hold the property, but investment bankers wanted it. So the friend was actually trying to help me save the property, but it wasn't anything with the property. It was just the fact that they said that I didn't, that I knew the person or that I said that I didn't know the person and I didn't know them, but it wasn't any anything fraudulent with paperwork or anything like that. But the whole point was, was that that is the only thing that they said that I would not have been able to be was the perjury charge. Yeah. 
But why would they even care, though? That, that's what I'm confused at. Why would they even care? Because basically what this is sounding like is this is sounding like, you know, I'm telling somebody I like stuff a strawberry off. lollipop, and then later on they say, no, you said you like the lemon. Remember? And I said, no, I like the strawberry. So, I mean, I, I don't know how to either, like, why would they care if you knew this person? Like, was this person supposed to go, well, did, they, did they actually help you refinance this place or something? No, we wound up not doing anything. So here's the thing. Do y'all know what techno lynching is? Yeah, first time I've heard that. So there's a new form of lynching for powerful black people. Oh. Mm. And what they do is they kill your name and they kill your reputation. And that was the intent. Okay, now that term, now that so term we, were, we were actually talking about my son. So right. my son Dante was so upset when all of this happened, and he begged me, my husband begged me not to take the plea. Um, but I made a decision to take the plea because I didn't want them coming after my family in any form or fashion. Right. I said, I can eat whatever they throw at me. Right. Really? I can eat it all. Bring it. And I took it. Um, but my son was so upset, you know, people were coming at me on social media and he, and I had to tell him, don't respond. Like, don't go toe to toe with people. And he was my biggest cheerleader with this book. Many days I'd be at the kitchen table writing and he would just sit across from the table just to be in the same space with me. I started this whole health conscious thing because my youngest daughter that my son came to pick up um be get stopped crying after we buried Charles 10 years ago and mm. at 19 years old developed unmanageable hypertension mm. and last year on July 12th at 28 years old she went into end stage renal failure mm. because her hypertension has literally killed her kidneys so i went on this whole kick to try and lose weight um, to mm-hmm. give my daughter a kidney and my, you know, if you go on my YouTube page, you'll see all these smoothie videos and me talking about mm-hmm. giving my daughter a kidney and me going through the process of losing. They wanted me to lose 20 pounds. I lost 30 pounds and my son mm-hmm. would be in the room with me all the time and he would be sitting across and he was looking forward to the opportunity for me to tell my side of the story. Right, so when right. my son Dante got murdered, I had gotten my final edits for the book back a week before Dante was murdered. I live with something that's called broken brain syndrome. You can look it up. It's a, it's a phrase coined by Dr. Mark Hyman. And it's just when a brain absorbs so much trauma that it mm-hmm. literally changes the neuroscience of your brain. It's like someone with dyslexia. Right. And I have broken brain syndrome. And some of those mistakes that I made that I was telling you about earlier, documentation, documentation, those are common for people with broken brain syndrome. Right. So when I got those final edits back, I couldn't even read them because I had now lost a second son. So for me, my therapy was to throw myself into the work, was to do something in my child's memory, right? We created the Dante LLC, developing opportunities that nurture, teach, and empower, where we give young people skills and give them good work ethic, right? And that's what's been helpful for me, just getting back into the work because, listen, this could have killed me. Right. When Charles died, I wanted to commit suicide. Every wonderful thing I've done in my life, I've made millions of dollars. 
None of that matters to me. I walked away from Mecca. I made Mecca a multi-million dollar business. Mecca was made on my back. I worked two jobs to create Mecca. None of that matters to me. I can't have two of the things that I want most in this world, which is my children. So now I have to live a life where I got to co-parent four grandchildren with no fathers. So my wusa is being able to stand up every day. It's being able to get out of the fetal position, put my feet on the floor, stand up, fight for my grandchildren, fight for your family members, and just make a difference in this world. What do I do to wusa? I have prayer. I'm Muslim. I pray five times a day. I meditate. I go and get the occasional massage. And I have a husband that loves me past all of my pain and all of my defects. I can't be more fortunate than that. Right. Oof. <sighs> no, so no. I just have one last question um regarding um um great great program, great platforms or relevant. Oh thank yes. you. <laughs> um I just have one question. Now I just want to go back as far as um the houses. Like where where are they at right now today? I know you you um you walked away from. Is that correct? You have nothing to do with them. I haven't had anything to do with them since 2017. Right now, where are they at today? Though are they still um? Does anybody else? My oldest daughter runs Mecca. Oh okay. 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 Awesome. You had a question, Kyle? I'm sorry, I'm talking. Oh, no, 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 no. I was just gonna. So I would just. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I I was just gonna say salute to yeah. your, you know, to your support system. Like you, you, your, you, your husband, your daughter, you know, your daughters, every, every, everybody who's still, you know, who's who's still, everybody's still with you. But you know what I mean, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to get my words together because, uh, but um, yeah. but. Either, but either way, yeah, you, you, that, that, that is proof that you're able to eat whatever's thrown, whatever's thrown at you to coin your, you know, to coin your phrase. Right. Um, and uh, I, uh, I, I hope whoever's listening or, or, or watching right now, you know, who does not know your, who does not know your side of the story gets to know your, you know, gets to know your side of the story, finds the, you know, finds the book, finds the information that the media will not share. And you know, and right. really just you know, and and, and just re- really just get to know the whole the whole um, truth because you went through it because because you went through because you went through a lot internally, externally, all of that, and you're still here talking about it. Right. So well, and that just goes to show tough exactly. uh, tough times don't last at all, but tough people do, and that's what you do. You're tough. You understand what I'm saying? Right. See, you know what I'm that, saying? So in, in shorter terms than I could have. <laughs> yeah, tough times don't last, but tough people do. You know, so you you've been through a lot since childhood. You, and now you coming up, you've been through a lot since adulthood, just trying to help people, you know, and give part of yourselves. And now, you know, and you're still going on because now you're putting all of it in a book. You're letting people know, well, hey, yeah, I went through this, but you know, I'm gonna write about it and let you know. And you know, I, I give you respect for that. As well. Not only so. that, there are mothers that reach out to me every day. There are recovering people that reach out and I mean, DM me on social media and just thank me because a lot of people don't have my voice, right? right. And the right. truth of the matter is, like, I can't even take credit for it. Like, God just keeps pouring strength into me. I don't know if He's given me my son's strength 
or what, but every time that I want to quiet my voice, he won't allow me to. It gets louder and it gets stronger. And I have to give God all the credit. Like I haven't gotten through any of this. My faith is strong, you know, and God is just, he's amazing. Like all that he continues to pour into me and any day that I want to fold, he just lifts me back up. I spend a lot of time in the cemetery. Both of my sons are in the cemetery. Right, I get it. Both of my sons and neither one of them did anything wrong. Neither one of them. And my worst nightmare and a lot of parents, black parents, worst nightmare. I live every day. I just want to smell their skin. But the one thing that I understand is that my fight is bigger than me. Mm. I understand that my life is not my own. I understand that my life has to be one of service because it's somebody watching me that gets strength from me every day. And there's a lot of little black and brown children that I've saved. So guess what? I understand my reward ain't here. It ain't. Mm -hmm. That's the hero's journey. Real talk. Real talk. Real talk. So um, I noticed uh, you said that parents are reaching out to you on social media. Can you tell or, um, everybody where they can find you at on social media, the different platforms you want? Yep. Um, IG and Facebook, I am MovitaJohnsonHarrell.com. Twitter, I am MovitaJH, M-O-V-I-T-A. They can go to my website, MovitaJohnsonHarrell.com. I'm real easy to find. <laughs> it's about 50, okay. 60 pages of me on Google, real easy to find. Mm. That is my real cell number, by the way. Well, we don't want to, we want gotcha. everybody to come to your platforms and don't go to Google because they come to your platforms, they get in the authentic Movita. You know Absolutely. Google and stuff. And that's why I referenced earlier with Wiki and everything. You know, you get stuff mm -hmm. that's, it's almost like the Bible. You know what I'm saying? The Bible's man made. You know, you, who, who we yes. gonna go you get what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, you know, so, you know, you're going to go to your platforms because we know that's authentic and stuff. Movita, well, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything yeah. else you want to leave in saying and leave us with any message you want to get out there to everybody, anybody, you know, mothers that's going through what you're going through um, and everything as far as losing two sons, the gun violence and stuff, something that we just anything cannot control of. Is there anything yeah. you want to say? Absolutely. So go to my website, MovitaJohnsonHerald.com, buy my book, Phoenix Ascending My Rise from the Ashes. I've also created a journal, you know, and I want to say like for parents or people going through something. So here's one of the reasons I wrote the book, because I'm not unique. People go through stuff right. each and every day, but everybody don't know how to get to the other side. You can get to the other side. If I can live the life that I've lived, and still be up and not in somebody's white jacket with my hands tied behind my back. Right. If you know what that means, yep, yep. a straight jacket, straight then jacket. anybody can get through what they're going through. Resolution leads to evolution and evolution leads to revolution. And the last thing I wanna leave with is if you are not a part of the solution, then you are part of the problem. Save our children. Thank you so much, thank you. It's been a pleasure meeting you. Thank you so much Absolutely. for coming on our platform. Hopefully, we definitely want to get you back on um, with the, with the, when the second book come out. When, when, when is that second book going to be? April 30th. 
April 30th. Okay, April awesome, 30th. awesome. Listen, I mean, Movita, actually, um, we have some comments for you, Ryan. Awesome interview. Thank you for sharing the information and authentic story. You know, people are actually putting comments up for you. Um, they're feeling you and everything, you know, because we all go, everybody goes through something, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. whatnot. And somebody's, you know, story. I mean, your 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 story and tragedy that you went through, it can be it's definitely gonna be somebody's inspiration, believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? That's and, how and I tell you viewers to keep their eyes out. There will be a documentary in June of 2022. And that's what I was about to say too. Documentary, yeah. You know, so Murders right. That Matter by filmmaker Marco Williams. I they can catch me right now in the Philly DA, the story of Larry Krasner taking over the Philly DA's office. I'm in okay. about six of the eight episodes. Um, and really? then we are in talks about a movie. Okay. And, I, and it's funny you say that because I was just sitting here thinking that and I wanted to ask you, but then I got the comment popped up and everything. Um, th- this is a movie right here. This, this is really, let me tell you, and, and I have this question to ask you. Who would you want to direct this movie if you ever um, turned this into a movie? Well, they said this talk. Who would you want to direct? And who would you want to play you? I would want Mary J. Blige to play me. I can see that. I can really see that. Yes, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I can really see that. I can. Re- I can. And really I would see want that. Viola Davis to direct it. Viola Davis. Now that's a combination. Now, oh, that, that's shoot. a good combination. And, and, and to honor your sons, who would you want them to play them? Um, to play my sons. Well, Dante had a distinguishing gray patch in the front of his hair, in the shape, in the shape of a heart. So uh, we would need to get somebody amazing. I don't know. I didn't get at any thought. Probably, a, probably a, you know, probably a newcomer, maybe. Somebody up and coming, yeah, to give yeah. them some recognition. Yeah. Yeah. And you see how off the back you came with and said Mary J. Blige and, um, to play like, you. These are your babies. So I know it will probably take you a, like a long time to try to filter out like who can play my babies. <laughs> no, you know, you know who could play them? Two of my grandsons. Charles's what? only son was born 26 days after he died. He's he's like Charles spit him out. Mm-hmm. And my grandson Chad could play Dante. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And it's gonna be a play next year of my of my life, of my advocacy. Really? Wow. Well, that's. Oh, in fact, I got a. I was supposed to get on the call with them at nine o'clock. That's who was calling in. Well, you know what? Go ahead and get on your call. Thank you so much and everything for being on with us tonight. Uh, We look so forward to having you back on the show. Um, With your books, we're going to be definitely looking out for your books. Y'all heard it. She gave you her social media platforms. Definitely follow her. Um, Listen, join the block, Everything Entertainment Expo. That's a social media platform. Me, myself, a woman, black woman created by us for us it's just like facebook and instagram um okay. so go ahead definitely we love you for to share your story on that platform as well okay, okay and Mavita, thank thank you. So much. good luck with everything blessings nothing but blessings to you and your family okay and um you just keep pushing them okay thank you thanks for having me on y'all peace you're very welcome Oh my God. Okay. okay. So we're going to take a commercial break. Um, and we're going to get into uh, one of Father MC's new tracks doing a commercial. DJ Steady, can you do that for us, huh? I mean, we need something, right? <laughs> we need yeah. something right now. Can you do that for us right now? Just put on something. He put, he sent some new tracks over to me. Legendary rapper Father MC. He was on the show on Monday, um, Iconic Monday episode. Um, and he just got a whole thing going on. 
with his whole album um, project on um, Black Disney and his artists and stuff. And he sent some more tracks over today. So we're going to get into one of them doing our commercial breaks. Um, I'll let the DJ choose because that's what the DJ does. So DJ Steady, are you ready? Go ahead. Let's and- get into this commercial break then. I got you. Okay. Peace, family. This is your boy, Dr. Garfield Bright from the R&B group, Shy. Listen, I'm just here to tell you that you are not rocking with the best unless you're rocking with the Who They Want podcast, period, right? Any content revolving around entertainment, you got to pull up. This is your go-to place, Who They Want. And if you really, really need to gain access and you're serious, you need to download the Everything Entertainment Expo app. And after you do that, you need to sign up on the block, right? Let's go into motion. Let's make it happen. Let's be about it. All right. Talk to y'all soon. I'm saying salute. Garfield from the group shot. Signing off. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, yeah, we move on shit. I'm back way over. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, yeah, we move on shit. I'm back way over. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Part in the intro, intro, not them part in the info. Flex, give me that instrumental. Kick Capri, yeah, you know what they info. Yeah, I'm gonna swag them to death, wait. Bring that shorty over here, wait, wait. I'm on my New York talk about it. Everybody in the world talking about it. Dangerous, I'm on the cusp of giving niggas they less up. Everyone wanna know what I'm on. And when he came home, when I came home, yo, I ain't even in my prime yet. Nope, didn't get a sign yet. Didn't get signed yet. Cause I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, yeah, we move on shit. I'm back way over. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, yeah, we move on shit. I'm back way over. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. I make the world seem cats hitting me up. Got boards on the low. Who be wanting the nut? Got hood broads calling me. They breezes cut. Breezes cut. They niggas wanna be up. And that's when I get that pick me up. Hit me. Up, got niggas getting out of the cut. All the MC struck, got niggas on 10, got mommies ready to party. I'm on some tight wind shit, back at it. No freak shit, but a freak at it. Flashy, uptown, bend on the black, bend on the plastic, how you like that? Mills on the card, who you know say that? If you ring more, then forget it, I'm back. I'm a sign of the time, facts. I'ma give you what you want, facts. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, yeah, we move on shit. I'm back way over. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, yeah, we move on shit. I'm back way over. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Yeah, I'm on my New York shit. Nice pick, DJ. That's that. Pick up the farm MC. Absolutely. Yeah, big up to him. That was, that's yeah. a New York shit. Y'all um, gotta be from New York to understand how that feels. How this is about. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, so um tonight was powerful, and I am it's gonna take me a while to it's gonna take me a while to process to process everything, but can I can I ask my fellow host for a favor? Sure. Yeah, sure. Anything. Sure. Can we all just take a breath? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. 
and get us a little woosop period going here. Yeah, yeah, because I think we all needed the comments were blowing up for a little, you know, for a little bit, and I and I had just noticed um one uh right before we went into that last commercial break, um and uh it it, it got me. So uh, she says, uh, my eighteen year old cousin was shot point blank in the chest last night. Thank you for oh, sharing. That's my cousin. I gotta find out who that is. That's Ronnie said that's my cousin saying that. I gotta find out who that was. I'm my relative. Oh wow. Yeah, I it, it just it had just popped up right before right before she we had signed that. off with the guest. And uh it just it it oof, yeah. So yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, everybody. Shout out to that. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I hope y'all enjoyed this iconic, powerful, inspirational, motivational, you know, any good positive work. Like when I said it was gonna be real talk, ladies and gentlemen, I ain't expected to get that real in the talk. Oh, and I got I told you I was gonna ask some questions. <laughs> yeah, no, you did you did, but a lot she answered right before you started asking. Well, because oh. she knew. <laughs> she, she knew. knew. She knew. She, she already had it, yeah. Right. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, y'all stay tuned. We got some more shows lined up. Y'all enjoy y'all night. Peace out, y'all. Thanks for chiming in. Thanks, everybody. A few family members that chimed in. Everything, people on the block, people on YouTube. Thank you all over. Appreciate y'all. See you tomorrow. It is. I think this officially concludes our show. And Yes. <laughs> Lights on. That's what I'm saying. It was already in mid trajectory. Like Batman Robin moves. Bam, boom. <laughs> so, so hold on a second. Hold on a second. Did they? So he didn't have time to break for impact. It just came. He was and worried about saving it. everybody else. <laughs> Lights on that one, not knowing what the fuck was coming his way. <laughs> and what? And what did they the do? Like, so surprised. <laughs> what did they do to the student who did it? <laughs> who they, 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 they didn't prove it. It was already in trajectory when the light already, came on. So, okay, it okay. was already flat suit up in the air. <laughs> so that truck was already up in the air. Yes, and everybody. when he told somebody about it, they just said, "Cut your hair." The, the, the principal, principal, not somebody. The, the principal. principal, the principal, the principal. Oh my god! You know what? I got. I want to try to get some more old classmates on in this podcast. Yes, please. We need to have moments of reflection now. That is a new segment. This is the worst story here. That's fuck, that's the fucked up part about. This is not the worst story. Mm. This is mm. not the worst thing that happened. Man, you like part of it? Part of it does not sound real. Like like. Let me tell you something. My my principal was just a freaking goddamn. Oh my god, I was out. We was all outside in front of the school one day, right? Mm-hmm. And we were standing there chilling. And I will never forget this. And a car rolled up with some dudes in it. Now the dude, did my friend. I'm not gonna say no names. My classmate. Mm-hmm. He was standing by me. He was kind of leaning on me because we was all chilling. Like yeah. there's a whole bunch of us. It had to be like maybe fifty of us out there. The dude, these dudes in the car rolled up, and I know who they were too. I knew who they was. They was from the hood. And they came and just started beating him down. So I kindly moved out the way. <laughs> right? I listen, because it was like four of them. They were stopping him. I kindly moved out the way. 
term, man. Like how you try to word it delicate. Like no, no, but it gets, no, it gets it, it, you think you think my actions was fucked up and bad. Like <laughs> don't talk to this guy. Wait till you hear this part. Okay, continue. I go in. I go in. I go in the, the I'm building the school, right? And the principal and the secretary sitting right there say, "What's happening out there?" And I go, "Oh, oh, well, so and so's getting jumped, just like that." I say, "So and so getting jumped by some dude." The principal comes to the door. <laughs> He comes to the fucking door. It's locked. Tell me it's locked. Clink, clink. We're done. Got the lock. He locked the door. He locked that fucking door. And he said, shit, they're going to kill him out here, right? But listen, as he locked the door. As he locked the door. As he locked the door. It was one of them kind of cold days when it was frost on the windows and fit. You seen the dude who they was jumping trying to struggle to get in, and you seen his, his hand just smeared down the door. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you seen his hand his hand just smeared down the door as he was getting his ass whooped and the principal locked the door. It broke for one time. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. Okay, okay. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yes, sir. Okay. So so hold on a second. So this principal was already ratchet to begin with because he <laughs> because this is the same guy that just told a that just told the teacher who was getting assaulted by some kids, mm-hmm. oh just cut your hair. Oh, oh, and by the way, you find out late years later. Diploma don't mean crap in that school. So, uh, exactly. yeah, this all this yo, this all sounds like it's made up. But it's I don't. Not, I, can, yeah, I cannot make this shit up at all, yo. Please don't <laughs> let this principal be alive and I find him on Twitter or something. Oh no, he died. He he passed away, unfortunately. No. Uh-huh. How the heck did he get his job? So like he did not care. He did. Why not think it was a private school? He. The that dude, was a personal fun. Trying to get in, to, so he tried to get into the building and run to the building. And his principal just locked it, looked the dude straight in his eye, and as he was getting stomped to the ground, his hand just went against the window and just smeared it down. <laughs> it was like out of a movie or something. Oh, God, let's like put ourselves in that scenario. Me and you would have never made it in that school. Yeah. Uh, nope. Why nope. not? Oh, really? Uh, okay. First, okay. First, you, first of all, you just two step and slide yourself into the principal office as they jump into this alleged victim. Yeah. <laughs> you think I'm gonna be out there like, yeah? Well, no, the they, these, these the people who who didn't even go to the school. They went to another school. That's they even worse. Exactly my point. Now, the only time, the only time I would feel, I, I would, I would feel safe in that moment is if I knew someone else from the from whoever was jumping whomever, like. That, that that you know that's it because yes i'm a people person i you know i i get to know people but sometimes people don't want to get to know me they they're like <laughs> there used to be the there used to be these kids that used to hang out with us at the after school program in the school now we mm-hmm. were um the school i went to that was all that was a private school when i was when i was a kid it had no room for a gym and when we had re and when we had recess when we had when we had recess we're in outside in a parking lot that had an oil spill like not to, you know like like I, i'd say a year or something before my class got there so we're mm-hmm. playing kickball on a slippery 
on a slippery hill. Waterbury is nothing but hills, right? So imagine kids in a line playing kickball on a, on a slippery hill. And if you're sitting down, you're sitting on oil. It still smells like oil. Right. right? If you're if you're running around, you might get mm-hmm. you, you might step on somebody's trash. One time I stepped in a diaper, no lie. Right. Mm-hmm. And the kids all used to, you know, not all of them, but you know, a lot of the kids used to tease me. There was no there, there wasn't too many kids like me in that school. Steep steps, no elevator, nothing. Right. So I, I, imagine if I go to that school that you're describing and that was high school, I would not have made it. Mm-hmm. But let me tell you something. No, no, no. Let me tell you something. That school, let me tell you something. <laughs> we had a basketball team, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Now, the gym we had was effed up. The gym was just like some old bullshit. Uh-huh. Okay? It, it, it was a place where they used to practice for basketball and stuff. And um, this is when my, now my brothers went to the school, too. Now, when they went to the school, they had a real a good basketball squad team. And that gym, it was like, it was just effed up. It wasn't even a gym. It didn't have the drill gym floors or nothing. Mm. And so when they had, they actually had a game against another school, they first game against another school. And they went to the other school and played in their gym. And it's like, they lost because why? First of all, they wasn't used to playing ball on a real fucking gym and they were slipping. (laughs) A basketball court, they were slipping. (laughs) <laughs> it was slipping all around. And then the what tops it off, what, what tops it off, now he is the fucking showstopper, right? Because yeah. they didn't have the correct gym floor because they just had a regular towel in their gym at that school. This oh. gym floor at the, at the other school was a state-of-the-art gym, you know, so they wasn't used to that. But to top it off, their game was against the school of the deaf. Oh. And they lost because the school of the deaf you know, they on the school, they on the floor, they when they talking to one another, they doing all this. Yeah, so they couldn't call their plays or nothing to see what they was doing, right? So they not the show. Wait a minute, Paul. We gonna speak past it. How you lose the Listen, my brother said when they went there to play against the school of the death, there was so much shit against them. Because first of all, they wasn't used to playing on the floors because they could they practice on towel floors. And when they got to the gym, the the, the um the other uh, school's gym, they slipping and sliding. And then the five members on the, the, the team for the school of the death, they on a you know how you know you you calling shots and talking to one another. They mm-hmm. don't talk. You know, because they couldn't hear. So they <laughs> up here, they up there going, that's who the fuck was. Yeah, but they still knew they still knew how to work as a team, though. That's a beast of a basketball team. Think you gotta be with your head like in order to get the plays. Yes. He's like, yo, they were skilled. He said them boys was nice. And they was and it was fucked up because they couldn't call their plays because they were doing sign language and shit. And all they was like, hmm, that's all they heard and doing sign language. That was just fucked up, he said. Oh my mm. god. <laughs> if there are any deaf listeners in this podcast, we appreciate you at this point. You know what? I'm done. <laughs> De- this definitely tops the Amish last Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> 
he, that was, he said he said that was a hurtful loss. He said because they got their asses whipped all because they wasn't used to playing on the real gym. And then they couldn't call the plays because it was a school of the death and they was doing sign language. Um, if there's any, do deaf people listen to, do you know what? Now I got a bunch of questions. They probably can. Like, yeah, look, what? They, they, I know there's people listen. that listen to music. They just got to turn it up loud enough. You know, they feel the vibrations. Okay. And, you know, and some might have hearing aids, you know. Look, so, you have to be 